You're listening to the Oz TV podcast, only on the Oz Network. And we're back with the Oz Network talking about season two, episode six of Nip Um Bobby Broderick, and this is a real big one. Uh, looking forward to talking through everything in this episode. My name's Nick, and Medusa's going to breeze. And my name is Ben, and put my pussy on my lips. <laughs> there had to be a pussy lips one in there somewhere, didn't it? Has there? to be. Always. Always. It's got to be yeah. an episode. This is the episode that keeps on giving because not only is this episode amazing, we have the weird storyline that you just forget is even in this episode, but the fact that. Just keep an eye. Remember this episode, people. I just want to say this at the beginning. Remember this storyline that we will talk about in this episode because when we get to season five, this kind of gets revisited in another way. So this is a very memorable surgery episode for the fact that it even gets brought up in about three seasons' time in another storyline. Just try and remember mm, that. I don't even I, I don't even remember what you're talking about, so I'm looking forward to, uh, to being reminded of that when we get there in about three years' time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Count down the days. Yeah, yeah. But no, I mean, this is a, um, when I say it's kind of like a building block season, what I mean is that um, a lot of what happens here actually sets things up along the road. I think if this this patient, Bobby Broderick, doesn't exist, then um, potentially Sean's not getting involved with the carver, um, you know, so that's obviously going to be a big part of what happens in the, the second half of the season. Um, obviously, everything that starts to happen here between Ava and Matt is such a big part of this season. Um, and I think it has a massive impact on who Matt becomes and, you know, in later seasons as well. Um, you know, I think there's just so much kind of happens here and it kind of all just, it starts the ball rolling. So it's not always completely obvious exactly that this is going to be a big deal. Um, but it totally, you know, it totally is the start of things. Um, yeah. And I think it kind of, it also kind of starts a bit of a relationship between Liz and, and Christian that kind of drags out over a few episodes and we kind of really hadn't had that between the two of them before this I don't think. No and it's 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 interesting with the, the amount of things that in this episode that really do lay the groundwork for this season for maybe the next season and a half with what leads into the carver and then um, Matt as you rightfully put out with the development of his character and just how important Ava is in the development of Matt then kind of the Liz Christian stuff that sort of is kind of, it sets up stuff, but it gets forgotten, but then it comes back in full force later on in the, in the show in a couple of seasons time. So this episode is very important, really, I feel in the history of Nip Tuck. So, uh, I mean, there's a lot to get to about all that. We're kind of overselling it maybe at this point, but hopefully by the end of it, we can really kind of staple that down as just how important this episode is for this show. Yeah, well, hopefully we can we can back up our big statements here. So let's find out if we can, and and we we kind of go straight in here with the you know Liz wants to have a baby stuff, and obviously, I mean, how old is Liz supposed to be? Do they actually mention it here? But I think she's kind of meant to be like mid forties, right? I, I would I would say so. I mean, I don't want to disrespect uh, you know Roma Mafia and her age, but. Uh looking at her we could probably figure it out if we weren't so lazy well but, i mean uh, even then it's kind of you know if i clicked on her and guessed her age i mean she, she could be playing someone 10 years younger and then i'm just offending her but i mean <laughs> yeah i would say mid 40s i would that's what i would my guess would be yes yeah so mid, mid 40s lesbian decided that she wants kids um and so you know obviously we kind of go into that's going to be a big part of the story um and it, it, it kind of doesn't start here but you know we, we uh, well it starts here but we we kind of drop that for a little bit and kind of get into um you know this whole thing about this this fat guy's coming in and getting his ears pinned <laughs> um 
you know, this is, and, you know, um, Christian's pretty dismissive of this, you know, about this big guy and, you know, why does he want that done? You know, he should be getting liposuction, blah, 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 blah. So it's kind of a bit of a weird start to the episode, really. Yeah, I, I love it, though. It's funny how, like, you know, uh, you've got this guy on the table and you obviously assume he's getting liposuction, but no, he's getting his ears done. Like, you know, he's body proud. Um, you know, what do they say yeah. about bigger is beautiful with women? Like, you know, I'm a fat guy. I'm offended. We, we can be proud too. I'm not, but that guy probably is because he's getting his ears done. But um, I love I love just Dick Christian. Um, what does he say when like he's on the table and he's like, oh, everybody's pregnant but you or something like that to this fat guy on the yeah. table? I just like it's such an asshole line, but it's just the way he delivers it is so funny. Yeah, oh, it's yeah. it's just Christian through and through. Eh? He's just an asshole. Um, <laughs> and this line when he know, says, like, no reasons why our healthy seniors shouldn't be having babies. <laughs> and when you can yeah, share yeah. diapers, you can share, like, he's such a yeah. dick, but it's so funny. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, but it's so typical Christian. I'm, and that's the whole thing about Christian is that, you know, like we have these, these hugely emotional scenes with him, but you know, you can easily forget that he is a complete asshole yes. as well. You know, it's just one of those things that, you know, it's, it's easy to forget that that does happen. Um, yeah, but, um, you know, obviously we, we go quite quickly into Bobby Broderick, who's our, our kind of key patient and she's actually going to be stretched over two or is it even three episodes? I think, oh, um, at least two or three. Yeah. Think. Yeah. So, yeah, so so she obviously becomes a, a key part of the next few episodes, and um, you know this whole thing of she's coming and she she needs to get life perception um, because she's going to do what? It's never made entirely clear to me what she's got. Does she want to be a model? Does she want to be selling? Like, she, I, I just I'm I think she's just wanting to. Be, I think she's just literally wanting to become a sales assistant at Saks Fifth Avenue, and I think her viewpoint is that if she gets a little bit of lipo, so she can probably walk around and like you know a. Uh, a, a top with a midriff showing and stuff like that. And I, I think kind of we get that in the, at least the next episode when Sean kind of goes off at her for why she ultimately, spoiler alert, doesn't get the job. Um, but, I mean, I think it just comes down to that. She's just a bit of a loopy old lady who thinks she's in with a shot to get a job uh, at a, that uh, you know, a sales job, which is kind of what she's working towards. And, I mean, if that's all she wants in life, then, um, wow, okay, what an exciting life she's led. Yeah, it's just it's really weird to me. I just I don't understand why she's so desperate to uh, you know to kind of be doing this. It, it's very strange. I think it comes uh, down to I think as know, she kind of sells it like she doesn't have any like she's got. I think it's you know she she's been a mother and the kids have grown up and she's kind of hanging on to you know it's a whole a long you know recurring theme on Nip Tuck is hanging on to your youth. And I think that's kind of what she's trying to basically do with it is, you know, she thinks that she can get a job at some sort of hip fashion store and she'll hang on to sort of being young and that sort of stuff. So I think that's kind of what it, that's my, you know, interpretation of what she's trying to do. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, I'd agree with that. It just, it all feels like it's a bit kind of drawn out really. But um, yeah, and, and obviously the, the kind of key scene in this first bit is that, you know, she comes in and, and Sean gives her the waiver and says, you know, I, I encourage you to kind of read this and, you know, take all the time you need. And she's, no, 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 I'm going to sign it straight away. Um, and, you know, obviously that's going to be the kind of key thing that comes back later on, that things don't work out for her. And she accuses um, Sean of kind of selling her this, this thing and not telling her of the risks and all that kind of stuff. And, and it's it's really important that we get the scene where it's, it's made very clear that he did do that. Yeah, and it's, you know, what I really noticed about that is that, this is, I believe, the only time we ever see 
you know, Christian or Sean offering a, a consent form, you know what I mean? Like, I mean, maybe we just yeah. kind of get the scenes edited before we get the, the paperwork side of things. Because, again, I think as we mentioned last episode, you know, we don't get all the extra stuff outside the main characters. But, I mean, it's kind of, if you if you haven't watched this episode before and it's the first time, it's kind of like, well, it's a bit weird how they're overemphasizing the consent form when we never see that before. Um, just just yeah. want to quickly... I wouldn't expect There you go. No, you, you go. go. No, you go. Please. Please, Nick. Please, you go. I was just going to say that you know I would if if I was getting plastic surgery I would assume that I, I would the doctor wouldn't give me that form it would probably be somebody at the front yeah. would give me the form <laughs> true um, yeah I was just all I was going to add is um just the actress who plays Bobby Jill Clayberg who um very esteemed actress she's a two time Academy Award nominee she's been listed as uh, 1999 was ent- in Entertainment Weekly's top 25 greatest Hollywood actresses. Um, and what? yeah, there you go. I mean, cause I'd kind of seen like when I, I remember when I first watched something, like, she looks familiar and, uh, I don't know if I'd seen her in anything, but she just, a uh, very esteemed actually. She sadly died in 2010 from what I'm reading here. Um, but, um, yeah, there you go. She's one of the top 25 greatest actresses in Hollywood history, according to Entertainment Weekly in 1999, Bobby Broderick. So help me out. Hit me out with some stuff that she was in. I'd be really interested to know if there's anything that um, I, I know. Well, again, a two-time Academy Award nominee. What for those movies? I can tell you. Are. Uh, she was nominated for Best Actress in a Leading Role in 1979 for Starting Over. And uh, in 1978, she was nominated for Best Actress in a Leading Role for An Unmarried Woman. Uh, <laughs> two of our yeah, favorites. Yeah, no, no, none of us None of this is particularly helpful to me, but it'd be interesting to know, like, you know, why she's, you know, and what, what particularly about 1999 did she do that kind of made her... This, Look, I'm um, looking through a lot of stuff here, and I honestly, the only thing that I've honestly heard of is, um... Uh, uh, Nip Tuck. Yeah, Nip Tuck. Uh, Dirty Sexy Money, I think I watched that when that was on. She was in Ally McBeal. All these TV series, she was in Frasier, there you go. Um, but apparently, she was also, for this... For her role as Bobby Broderick, she was nominated for Outstanding Guest Actress in a Drama Series for in the Emmys. So there's a little thing for her. I will say, I mean, we're jumping ahead of ourselves here because we haven't really got to the, the crux of what her character is. But um, her, she she does a very good job in making you hate this character. <laughs> because, like, I mean, you think about this character as the audience. We hate her. We hate Bobby Broderick. Yeah. And that's nothing against yeah, no. Jill Clayburgh. She does such a great job of making us hate this character. So, yeah, I mean, she's, there you go, a good actress because we fucking hate her. Yeah, no, totally. And uh, so, obviously, we're going to come back to her. That's probably all we need to know about her for now. Um, we need to get into um, important Ava-Julia scenes oh. and... Um, uh, Julia running is the funniest thing I've seen in a long time. That needs to be a gift. <laughs> and the fact that she still moans when she runs. <laughs> like, um, well, you know, that's, that's the thing. Yeah. But she is like the most awkward runner in the world. Like her arms are kind of like flailing out to the side. <laughs> um, it's, it's so bizarre. Like she is the weirdest runner in the world. If someone can make a gif of Julia running, you can come on this uh, episode, uh, on, on an episode of, <laughs> of the Oz Network and be our guest for for whatever reason the gift maker for um for the Oz yes. network yeah it's so weird but anyway you know we kind of get into the scene where um you know ava and julia are talking and um you know it, it basically where this is leading is that um you know julia is going to suggest that uh, matt goes and sees ava which is obviously in retrospect quite a mistake it's you know what i've never noticed i think until this time i watch this is kind of how creepy Ava is at that first initial, um, you know, thought of it. 
the when the way she says like you should call Matt, and then he's the way she's all like he's a teenager. I'll call him. Like it's kind of like I mean, Thamke Jansen does a great job of kind of selling it and kind of knowing what ultimately happens between the two. But it's kind of like from the very get go, she's clearly got a bit of a fetish with the teenage boys. So um, I've never noticed the way she handles that at the beginning before. Uh, but look, you, you're not going to hear me say a bad word about Thamke Jansen in this episode because. Right from the opening scene, her running should be a gift, but for different reasons. I mean, my lord. Um, wow. Just just wow. Seriously, wow. Uh- <laughs> yeah. And, I mean, she's uh, she's she's just kind of perfect oh, for this role. She's perfect like, in general. It, 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 <laughs> yeah, it's just it's an amazingly well cast, um, you know, for something that's not a, like, she's obviously a main character in the season, but it's not a long-term character in the show. And she's just, like, just, it's perfect casting. She's just is so brilliant in this role. She leaves an impact on the show, though. Like, I mean, just on that, obviously, in general, but, I mean, you, you know, she, she does make appearances, but, like, uh, she's just... And I don't know, is it the character, is it the actress, is it both? Like, I mean, it just kind of stands it, as I said, like, she's probably my favourite character across the entire season uh, that's not one of the main ones. And just, you know, Famke Jansen, just, if you're listening, I don't know if you're married or not, Famke, but if you are, like, stuff who you're married to, just, I'm here. Um, <laughs> Move to Tim, <Denmark>. You know, <laughs> just, she's just, she's just amazing. Uh, and, like, the character's so much, so positive. Don't get me started. We're early in this episode. There's still plenty more juicy stuff to come, but wow. Yes. So it's, uh, you know, uh, uh, what we're setting up here is the whole thing between uh, Ava and Matt that's going to start here. Um, and, yeah, so we, we're definitely going to be coming back to that because there's lots of fun to be had with that for sure. Um, but we move on into Liz and talking about how she wants to have kids and her father was against it. So she uh, she didn't want to do it and to spite him. You know, she wanted to do it for herself and never happened. And this all leads into um, basically Christian offering up his sperm. And I love the line, uh, just quickly, sorry, I was trying to find out who Femke Jensen's husband was. Um, what is, what is, what is um, she say, like, oh, we're talking turkey based, right? And he's like, I'm sure as hell not sleeping with you. Just remember that, mm-hmm. ladies and gentlemen. Just remember that. Yes. Season two, yes, episode yes. six, Christian Troy says to Liz Cruz, I'm sure as hell not sleeping with you. Just footnote that one, all right? There we go. I'll leave it at that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yep, no, definitely, definitely hold on to that one. Um, I, I like the thing we're talking about. Yeah, he ends up um, inadvertently comparing her to Coco the gorilla. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, I don't know if that was deliberate or not, but yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, there's not really too much more to talk about. I mean, it's kind of she doesn't say yes straight away. Um, we, so we kind of come back to resolve the end of the story a little bit later on. Um, yeah, and and you know, so this is um, this is something that's just left hanging at this point. It is, and again, like just going back to it, like we keep saying is that you know, I think again, you know, Julian McMahon brings the best out of of um, Roman Mafia in these scenes. You know, it doesn't matter who he's acting against; they're just better when they're acting with him. Yeah, um, it's. I just, I mean, it's undeniable their chemistry, isn't it? Like, I mean, in not ways that we possibly want it to be. But, um, you know, it's kind of like going back to what you were saying, I think, last episode about how this show about, and it's not just last episode, we talked about a lot, about how, you know, it is about a, a small group of people that are in constant amount of episodes. Um, but, I mean, it's, and it's also because they just all gel well. So they gel well all together. Um, but yeah, it's, it's every time they're on screen, it's fantastic. Um, so, yeah. 
we we missed Liz last episode. It's it's interesting. Just quickly here, sorry, I've, I'm so intrigued about Famke Jansen's personal life. That's <laughs> fucking sidetracked here. Apparently, she's not. I mean, she was married to somebody called Kip Williams between 1995 and 2000. Doesn't say here that she's had anyone since. So maybe there's hope for me yet. I mean, again, did we point out already uh, that she's like in her early 50s and she doesn't look a day over like 30. Um, but like, <laughs> you know what I'm really terrified about here, Nick, is the fact that she's going to be in an upcoming movie. It's called Status Update, and this is the plot. For status update, all right? Just, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think you know where this is going. Not-so-popular <laughs> high schooler Kyle discovers a new app that brings all of his wildest real-world fantasies to life. Now, we live in a world where the emoji movie is a thing. Uh, now, this, this sounds horrible. Famke, what are you doing? Get out of this movie. Come to Tasmania. I'll film a better movie with you, all right? This is terrible. Yeah, it doesn't sound great. Um, I've got to be honest. Um, you know, she's she's been in some good X Men movies. Um, it, it, it seems to be that uh, she's she's maybe not making the the best choices. But um, yeah, I mean, again, we, we're talking about somebody who is a really really good actress, so she shouldn't be but, um, oh. in, <laughs> in too many bad movies like Status and Update. This gets even worse because it says here it says this is the uh, film debut of Ross Lynch, and apparently Ross Lynch is a 21-year-old singer-songwriter and actor known as one of the founding members of pop rock band R5 and being Austin Moon on the Disney Channel original series Austin and Ally and in the teen beat. So he's some little blonde bitch of a shit kid who's going to be in some debut movie about an app that comes to life with fantasies. He's just some horny teenager who wants to get with Famke Jansen by the sounds of things. I mean, look, I'm down with that, but not... Like, no, don't get Sam K. Jansen into this movie. She's too good for this shit. Yes, it's all very strange. Um, all right, I'm too sidetracked. Anyway, Christian and Liz, yes. <laughs> yeah, no, I think we can probably even get back to uh, to Ava here anyway, where, you know, where Matt is, turns up and, you know, because every life coach session starts with a glass of wine and, and ends with your life coach getting their shirt off. I mean, I really want a life coach after happen. watching this episode. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It is so weird. Um this whole this whole scene is is so strange, and I mean, it's just like the the thing as well is um, the the balls on Matt to be like, you know, you want me to stand naked in my truth, where you oh, get yeah. naked first. It's, like, it's, just, it's just so weird, eh? Like it's it's not really in keeping with Matt's character, and you know, I don't expect Matt to be doing these kind of things. Now, have um, we all not been strange. in that situation, Nick, where you know? We're with someone and they say something and you've got to try and pl- make a play for it. I mean, maybe it's just an Australian thing. New New Zealanders, maybe you're very conservative. I don't know. But um, I mean, the sheep, the sheep they want to take their, cl- yeah. their wool off. I mean, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the sheep don't argue back, so we don't need to worry about it. Well, uh, just like Ava, you seem to know your rape laws. So um... <laughs> Yes. Yes. Bestiality laws, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Uh, moving on. Uh- <laughs> yes, anyway, um, so yeah, we have this whole scene where uh, basically uh, she gets her shirt off and, and he's even allowed to take a photo of it. It's it's all a bit strange, eh? Um, but anyway, uh, this this whole thing ends with basically if you get an A in French, I'll let you sleep with me, which <laughs> is an interesting way to, uh, to kind of approach things, isn't it? I really wish, like I did French for two years, um, and... I was, I was, I think, 13 and 14, 
Um, but I'm actually, I'm actually a little bit ahead of myself because that that isn't what happens here. Actually, no. um, that's why <laughs> the car. Sorry, I am I am getting a little bit ahead of myself here. There's just too much good fun going on here. This is just the, um, the get naked, take a Polaroid of, and Matt tries to cop a feel. And the whole, uh, this is a, a trust game, not a sex game. I mean, come on. If Famke Jansen's in front of you with no top on, we're all going to try and cop a feel. Yeah, it's a sex game. Yeah, There's it's no doubt totally it. a sex game. No wonder he's got a hard-on yeah. for the rest of this episode. I've got a hard-on for the rest yeah. of this episode. <laughs> yes, yes, There's exactly. an image you didn't uh, want, listeners, but you've got one, all right? Like, come on, it was coming. Just uh, don't go beating off in the in the road. But, um, yeah, we'll, my we'll hands are on my hand there. right now, I promise. <laughs> before you get arrested um but yeah so it kind of ends with him having a cry and uh and yeah trying to as you say trying to cop a feel basically at the end of that um and we kind of move into uh pussy loves <laughs> you know what comes down to this episode is about masturbation and pussy lips and um uh, <laughs> can i can i as we, you know because obviously this is a um a, you know a, a really big um uh, yeah, this is a memorable thing. Like when people talk about nip tuck, they talk about things like this. You know, the whole pussy lips thing. Um, but um, what point does this have in the episode? Uh, what point does it happen in the episode? Is that what you said? Or no, no, no. What, what point does it have in oh, the episode? Oh, what point like, does what... it have in the episode? I mean, it's I, I. They have to have a surgery scene, I guess. <laughs> so, well, I guess it's not the one with with Bobby. You know, like that's that's the thing. Like True. we get some there. Um, and it just seems like, I mean, I'm not complaining because it is really fun, but it's, it's an un-nip-tuck thing to do is to just kind of chuck a scene in there that actually doesn't really seem to link to anything. So unless I'm missing something, this doesn't really seem to link to any of the other stories that are kind of going on in this episode. You're just and ruining it now, Nick. Because you're right, yeah, damn but it. Like, <laughs> yeah, but uh, it, it, is, it is quite funny, you know, and, and so obviously we're getting this whole thing of, like, she's burned her lips. Um, how, how did she burn them again? The stove, I've kind of like, they got a new stove and it. Um, yeah, caught fire. It's actually interesting the way you point that out about what purpose. Because it really doesn't have a purpose. Because yeah, Bob, you're right. Bobby's in this episode, of course he is. Yeah. But uh, it's just kind of like we need a bit of comic relief in this episode. Maybe I don't know. Um, but this is just this episode. Like it's so well crap. Like it's kind of if you if you analyze it, I mean, it's kind of like there's so much going on. There's a, it's very deep in terms of the the content that we've got, but. It's not done in a way that you feel there's too much. Like, if you analyse it like we are, there is a lot going on, and maybe this is just there for no reason, but it works, though, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah. And I think, um, you know, so we kind of get this whole thing of, you know, she's burnt her lips, and, and they're going to replace it with um, <laughs> the skin from her labia, basically. Um, and, you know, she's uncomfortable with that because her husband, when he kisses her, you know, like he's he's old school, and, you know, so she's old school Sicilian. And, uh, you know, so you kind of get this whole thing there. Um but um, yeah, it's um, it doesn't really seem to link to anything unless I'm missing something. It's just fun, and sometimes the good thing about Nip Tuck is you just get some fun scenes sometimes. So let's not be too harsh on it and, and critique everything um, because this doesn't have to be a complete jigsaw puzzle where everything fits into a little slot. Sometimes you just have a fun scene and it gives you a chuckle and, and you move on basically, and that's definitely what this is. And um, we'll, we'll get back to that as, as we go further. But anyway, I um, I'm, I kind of jumped ahead here a little bit. We get the scene in the car where Matt Nabe hook up and and then she says to him if you get an a in french then uh, you can bang me basically <laughs> um yeah it's, it's interesting because any sort of subtleties that you think are going on here with ava and matt just go out the window uh and i mean look all jokes aside and everything that i'm saying i mean you've got an impressionable 17 year old boy who's what at this point is he only had sex once have we no it's, no twice he had the threesome didn't he so he's been with say three girls at this point from what we know of 
Um, of course, he's going to want to, you know, I mean, everyone knows what they were like at 17. I'm, I'm still 17, basically. You know, you just, you're going to bang anything with, you know, whatever. So, and he's got this woman who is, is being overtly suggestive. Uh, I'm not implying that that gives him a right to be sexual towards her because there needs to be consent there. I'm not one of those guys. But still, she plays up to it and says, you know, you get an A in French, you will get me, essentially. So, I mean, at the end of the day, it works. He gets an A in French. (laughs) Um, So, maybe there's a secret. Parents, if you're listening, you want your teenage boy to do well in school... Get him a life coach. <laughs> yeah, and, uh, you know, obviously we get that, that line from Ava, which is basically like, you know, you'd be surprised what a little bit of incentive can achieve. <laughs> um, yeah, so, I mean, I, I'd probably agree with that, really. Um, I want a life yeah, coach, and... damn it! <laughs> yeah, but I'm Googling want, this shit, life want... coaches in Hobart, all right, Henry, keep talking. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, and so, yeah, that, that's kind of where we leave that one for now. We're going to get into some, some fun in a minute with that one. But, um, yeah, we get come back to this Bobby Broderick. You know, we get the the scene of her um, getting the liposuction. And um, maybe that's a little bit about that. Um, even though we get the surgery scene, is that it's a very routine bit of surgery that, um, you know, it's not a new kind of thing. And NipTuck likes to try and, you know, get these new cases all the time. And, and you know, um, liposuction isn't anything new. So I guess that maybe that's why we get the pussy lips thing, because it is something different. Yeah, maybe they just need to counterbalance the fact that, I mean, obviously the Bobby stuff kind of turns serious, I guess, so maybe you need a, a bit of a light one to kind of counterbalance. Because, I mean, I guess if you took the, the pussy lips out of this, I mean, we don't really have any light stuff in this episode besides maybe the Christian and Liz stuff in a way. So, uh, I mean, it's very serious, I guess, in a lot of the stuff that we have. So I guess maybe you just need to, to counterbalance that with a bit of humour. Yeah, yeah. Yep, no, it kind of makes sense to me. But anyway, we kind of get, you know, over the surgery, we get that Liz is, you know, pretty serious about taking Christian sperm. So um, that kind of starts to to wrap up that storyline a little bit too. And um, then Christian comes in and we get the whole pussy lips thing that, you know, um, that Sean hadn't hadn't scheduled it yet and, and now he has decided to do it. And we get this whole thing again where Sean just like wanders into the surgery, like he's not scrubbed up or anything like that. It's, I find that weird how that happens so often on the show. Yeah, it's kind of one of these things that you were saying that you just, you don't pay attention to the minor details sometimes with a lot of what happens in Nip Tuck because, um, you know, there's a few diseases and a few uh, bacterial things floating around the air perhaps at that point. Yeah, and you'd think, like, you know, in a litigious society like America that, you know, if they found out, you know, if, if something goes wrong, like, potentially it does here with, well, you know, with Bobby, um, is that, you know, she could say, well, I need to see all the, the forms that showed who was in the room and that they'd all been scrubbed out. You know, I want to see all that. Um, and, you know, potentially that could end in a lawsuit. And, yes, yeah, so it just kind of surprises me that that kind of thing happens. But let's not overanalyze that, especially when we've got a scene coming up where Matt is jerking off um, on the roadside. Oh, how long does it take us to get back to Matt's penis? It's only been a season and a bit, hasn't it? Um, not chopping it off this time. He's he's in the bushes. I've just just quickly, I, I googled life coaches in Hobart, and there's really not a lot. I mean, it's Hobart. I mean, everyone just wants to leave before they get coached with life. So, uh, if you're listening to us in Hobart and you're a life coach and you look like Femke Jensen, um, shoot us a message. Um, but yeah, it's uh, my, pretty small Venn diagram you've just created there. Uh, look. You know, it's possible. <laughs> I mean, you know, got to put it out there. Um, yep. 
just like Matty's right now because apparently he's putting it out there, all right. He's definitely putting it out uh, there. Apparently, Ava just likes to get undressed in front of a window. All o'clock. Wouldn't it be funny though if it's like it's not just Matt? Like, surely she's not this way just with Matt. Like, surely what happened to the albino guy when we first met her? You know, like I mean, yeah. is it just like a row um, of horny teenage boys jerking off watching it through the window? That's why she deliberately gets undressed in front of a window. And why are the what the cops are there pretty quickly? Are they not? Are the cops jerking off over her too? Like, is this just a row? Is it a gangbang of jerking off? Like- <laughs> Maybe there's just like a string of guys that jerk off in front of her house. So they just like have a, have a, a guy posted there all the time. <laughs> just deal with people that are jerking off on the front step. Yeah. And like, the thing is, like, jumping ahead a little bit here, because obviously when we get the whole Christian and, and Ava thing, when she kind of, he says to her, like, he was masturbating outside your house. Would the police not tell her? Could you not imagine if right now there is a guy jerking off outside your house, Nick? Just imagine it. I, I probably don't want to imagine it. But, like, do you not feel the police are going to inform you and be like, excuse me, sir, there was a guy misdebating outside your house at this time of night? <laughs> like, I mean, I, I kind of feel the police, that's something you're going to be informed of. Um, yes, I would think so. But she probably likes it. I can't imagine that you know, she's too worried about that kind of thing. <laughs> oh, really? Which, what does he look like? <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Exactly yeah, what you I, would I, say to the New Zealand. Oh, really? What do they look like? Does he yeah, have nice yeah, wool? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, give me the details. I want all the details. <laughs> is he um, single? Did he, did he, did he finish? Um, <laughs> uh, <laughs> oh, Nick. Oh, anyway, dirty. That's disgusting. Oh, it's something I would say, not you. <laughs> this whole thing finishes obviously with um, you know Matt gets bailed out by by Christian, and we get this kind of this real foreshadowing moment, really, where. Um, basically, Matt kind of says to him, you know, like, I've got one father, I don't need another one. And, you know, uh, obviously, with everything that's going on, that, that hits Christian pretty hard. Um, and so that's kind of how the scene ends. It ends on a bit of a serious note when it's, um, you know, <laughs> when it started off, with, it was pretty funny. It kind of ends on the serious note. And then, then we kind of go into this thing where, where Christian goes to see Ava. And um, that's a, that's a f- quite a fun scene as well. Oh, look, it's, it's so amazing just with Ava because. I just the Christian Ava stuff. I forgot how good it is um, because I mean you automatically assume they're going to have sex. Like it's surely it's kind of like Christian. Of course he's going to end up fucking her. But just they play well. They play so well off each other, and it's just like Julie McMahon and Famke Jansen just work. And I just I love every single one of their scenes. And probably one of my favorite scenes in all of Nip Tuck is coming out when she's in that chair, the way she spins around. Like that that beats the Gina one that we had. What was it this season or last season? Um, you know, it's just it's so good. But they just they work off each other so well, and just yeah, yeah. It's I love it. I love it's every time Christian and Ava with two together. It's funny to think in this this age where we're getting these you know superhero crossovers and you know um, cinematic universes that you know if if these two wings of of um, you know X Men and Fantastic Four yes. got their shit together, these two could have ended up in a movie together um, along that line as well, which is kind of funny. Doctor Doom and um, uh, what what was it? Uh, uh, Eugene Gray. Yeah, that, thank you, thank you. Yes, big X Men fan, clearly. Yeah. Uh- <laughs> yeah, yeah. 
Yeah, so no, that's kind of funny. And I mean, you kind of get this whole thing where, you know, um, Krishna's trying to lay the lay down the law and all that kind of thing. And yeah, I think she just, she plays quite, you know, she's she's going to play hardball with him and he's not used to that. He's used to kind of coming in and, and being able to seduce women quite easily. And um, and he's not able to do that with her. And and yeah, it's just, it's fun. As you say, it's just, it's, um, it's really quite fun to watch these two kind of bounce off each other. And I love that, like, she, but, I mean, she admits that she's attracted to him as well. And what, what does, um... What is she like? Have you slept with him? That's confidential. And the way she's, the way he's like, you certainly know your rape laws. Um, and then, <laughs> but but then, but she like, she gives it straight back to him. The way she's like, well, you know, Matt's told me you slept with teenagers, so clearly you would too. And it's kind of like, yeah, they they just bounce off each other so well with the quips and the way they return. I mean, it does kind of remind me a little bit of like Christian and Gina, but the difference between I think Christian and a- Christian and Ava and Christian and Gina is that. You know, all you feel between Christian and Ava is just sexual chemistry. These two just want to bone the fuck out of each other. There's no more attraction rather than, a, you know, strong sexual urges there, whereas Gina and Christian kind of have what they have. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's, and it's just this whole thing. of Obviously, the button on the end of this episode, this this whole scene is, um, you know, um, Christian tries to make a bit of a threat to her that, you know, he's going to tell tell julia about you know what he thinks is going on and then she just fires it right back about you know that she knows um about matt's parentage yeah um yeah and, and you know so she's kind of got him um over a barrel which is you know that adds to it too that she's got a bit of information over him at least for the next little while um and you know that that makes um it all the more kind of tantalizing i suppose yeah for sure and i mean again it's you know she works that out i mean it's kind of it's obvious in a way, the way, you know, he's like when they're talking like, oh, 17 years ago and that sort of stuff and obviously connecting back to what Julie was saying, you know, in the, the fantastic running scene. But, um, yeah, I mean, it's you're right. Like, she she has it. She has him over a barrel, you know, left, right and centre. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and so um, that kind of ends that scene and we kind of go into the, the follow-up with, with Bobby and, you know, she's unhappy with, with how bruised up she is from the surgery and, you know, we're starting to get the first inklings here that she's uh, maybe not altogether um emotionally there you know and and start to blame him for, for everything that's going wrong and um yeah it's you know we get more of that in a scene that's coming up but this is this is kind of like that transitionary scene from her being you know a bit of a kooky kind of um sad old lady um into a crazy lady and this is the scene in the middle really yeah for sure i mean this is where you really kind of start to get that she's a little bit cuckoo la la um and well, i think the thing is here too is you know if we're talking about that she's she wants this job where she can you know um wear a boob tube or whatever i don't really understand what the hell's going on here but you know if that's the thing that's kind of happening here then i find it actually really strange that um you know because you look at her face and she's quite clearly you know it sounds horrible and i mean you know uh, but she does look old and it's hard to think that even with this kind of tummy tuck that she's going to look amazing you know, in that kind of gear. Yeah. You know, it just seems like such a strange, like a stretch. Well, I think, that's, I think that. that's also the point of it, though. I think that's kind of, again, what you'll get with Sean in the next episode when he kind of says, like, this is why you didn't get the job because you're this, 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 and this. And again, I think it's just really down to her holding on to her youth. I mean, it's, it's, she clearly doesn't want to age. She doesn't believe this and she is hanging on to this dream job and is delusional. I think that's probably the point of her character is that her character is delusional, that she assumes that with a little bit of tummy, you know, tuck, she'll get it. And I think doesn't Liz say during the surgery, like, 
she doesn't need this. Like, I mean, you know, she's lost weight since her last consultation. So, I think kind of it, it really does come down to the fact that she is just crazy. And this is where maybe certain psychologists who just disappeared uh, are needed. <laughs> like, if she was around, maybe this wouldn't happen. Hmm? Yes. Yes. Um, she did her job. But, uh, let's, yes. Let's let's not talk about that. We don't want to go down that ugly road again. Um but yeah, and so we get this this kind of scene that kind of comes in after that, where um, you know these two guys are on the treadmill, um, and it's kind of just a scene, I guess, that's setting up that Christian, you know, he knows something, and uh, and Sean doesn't, and you know, Sean's kind of inviting him around home and all that kind of stuff, and you know, it, it, just that kind of um, unease that that Christian's feeling because he knows something, and he knows what's going to happen eventually that Sean is going to find out. Um, but yeah, and it's got they get this kind of fun scene as well where you know it's like we're in the land of the bad boob jobs, and they kind of get the shot going around the gym of all these these women and um, you know bad boob jobs. They don't look too bad to me, but you know I'm, I obviously don't have the trained eye of these surgeons. I yeah, I don't really have a whole lot to add. I, I will just point out because I mean again, leading into the scene we're about to get, we get some great you know early mid two thousands music going on in this episode. Can I just point out with uh, Milkshake Khalees, and then we get Filthy Gorgeous by Scissor Sisters. Uh, maybe this just goes back to my Desperate Housewives fandom from an episode ago, but uh, I enjoy the music in this episode. It's fun. Well, what was the one like? And we might as well go into it, which is the you know the uh, the Pussy Lips surgery scene. What what's the song? Fil- there? Wasn't filthy it filthy Gorgeous by the Scissor Sisters. Um, oh right, yeah, it's, it's, so maybe not. Yeah, on the nose as I thought. I, I mean, on the lips. Yeah, I mean, Scissor Sisters. They, I mean, I don't know if you know some of their music. I think they had that. I don't feel like dancing song, which they were known for. Um, but yeah, I mean that. This is. I think this song's off the same album from memory. I own it, of course I do. But it's a good song. It's a fun song. Um, and it's kind of it's interesting to work with. You know, Filthy Gorgeous. I mean, what else could they use for this? Uh, come up with your most inappropriate vagina song. Uh, is there ever such thing? <laughs> Oh, I'm sure. I'm sure there's a there's a song out there somewhere that they could have used. What's um, new, Pussycat? Whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm sure they could have come up with some kind of. Um, they could have gone really uh, mysterious and gone with a Kiss song. Well, they, they could have gone with Kiss by Prince. Yeah, exactly. So they could have come up with something like that, but uh, probably good that they didn't, if we're, if we're being honest. Um, but yeah, and then we kind of come out of that scene, and like as you alluded to before, we've got the oh. thing where um, Ava's in his office, and, and Sean has kind of set them up, which what is kind of scene. weird. What a uh-huh. scene. I remember actually on the DVD, uh, on the menu, that kind of you just leave it playing, they always have that scene of her spinning around in the chair. Uh, if anybody out there is creating that gif of Julia running, can somebody create that gif? of Ava spinning around in that chair. Because, my Lord, every time I walk into my bedroom, I wish that that just happened. (laughs) (laughs) Going to bed tonight. Oh, spinning around. There she is. Okay, I'm set. That is just, oh, I love, love, love that scene. Yes, and then obviously, you know, the whole reason that she, well, before we get into the reason that she's actually there, um, is, you know, Christian tries to make a deal with her, you know, have me instead. And it's like, is this kind of helpful? Like, uh, do you think that Matt's going to be pleased when he finds out that, you know, you made some deal that uh, to sleep with Ava to get to get her away from him? I, I'm not quite sure how that works out, but um, I guess that that's not how Christian thinks. No, this is, I think it's just Christian as a character, though. I mean, it's not like this is the first and last time he's ever going to do things like that that involve kind of people that Matt know. Um, so, yeah, but I mean, it's just... 
this whole scene, like from the chair spinning, just to you know the whole bit where yeah, like you can have me instead. They kiss, and then just the Botox, like you know, do you trust me with a needle with poison? Uh, just like yeah. I mean, it's just the chemistry between the two is just so much, and it's just it oh, it just works so well. And this is like yeah. this is the Ava episode. This is the one like you're talking about things that get set up, and there's, but I mean, Famke Jansen is the star of this episode. Just with every scene that she has, she steals it. And, um, you know, it just, oh, it's so good. And just even the, the brutality of her just getting stabbed in the head with, you know, Botox, uh, and just the way well, she just I maintains think, well, that eye contact. That. It's so good. Yeah. And it kind of looks like that was, that was real, eh? Like it looked like they were actual needles going in there. Probably not Botox, but you know, they actually were putting a needle in her head. It certainly looked like it. Um, but, um, I really like as well that the kind of sound effects, like they have this kind of like oh, symbol crash. Yeah. The, yeah. Yeah, it's it's really quite cool. Um, yeah, so, I mean, it, it kind of just sets up that Ava's going to be a big part of the second half of the season. Um, and, you know, we're, we're all very happy about that. And, uh, yeah, we kind of transition out of that and we get into the, um, uh, you know, the Pussy Lips follow-up where, you know, the husband's desperate to, to kiss her and it kind of finishes with, the, you know, that's a morte, you know, that, you get that kind of whole thing, um, which, is, which is really cool. I actually feel kind of like, because, you know, talking about, um, you know, like she's saying, oh, He's real old school, and you know he he doesn't do that kind of thing. And like one of the things I always like feel bad about this episode, is he seems like such a nice guy. Yeah. Like this guy that they've got to kind of do this, but I kind of wish they got somebody who was a bit more of a jerk because he just seems like this really really nice guy at the end of this, and it kind of like kills a little bit of that tension. Now, the, the one thing though, that I think we all kind of have to kind of think would happen here, it's like. You know, just imagine they go home that night and they want to make love. I'll keep this appropriate. Um, you know, I mean, clearly I can't imagine that her lady parts are exactly going to be able to be used for some time given she's just had surgery. So if she says at the beginning of the episode that, like, I never say no to him, you know, because he comes home and I'm, that's my job, you know, old school, how does she get away with that? Oh, the, the skin behind my knees is sore, honey. I can't have sex tonight. Like, I mean... I don't know. Am I just thinking too much about that? Maybe she's maybe she uh, puts her legs behind her head all the time, and so she can't do that at the moment. So. <laughs> she she too is uh, masturbating in front of Ava's house, so uh, she's. <laughs> we all are. Everybody is. It's a cue. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, yep. So I I think that probably wraps up that little that little comedic scene really of, of that. It doesn't have a whole lot more there. We kind of go into a scene where Liz is accepting Christian's offer. Um, yeah. So I'm not really sure there's too much. I mean, it's a you know it's a nice little scene, and, and obviously that's going to be something that plays out over the next couple of episodes as well. It does kind of what happens there. It's, I mean, it kind of does. It, it, it to me like. This would be the only thing I would say about this storyline in this episode. It's just like, I mean, it, yeah, it does play out for a little bit, but it's kind of, it's one of these forgotten stories. It's kind of like, you know, Julia's pregnancy in the first season. You know, it's kind of there for a bit and then it kind of goes away and then you forget about it. You know, it's kind of, it's, and it's like, this is kind of something that feels like it's going to be a big major plot line, you know, Christian and, and Liz having a baby. But then it just, it kind of just gets whisked away. I mean, I'm sorry to kind of spoil it for people, but don't get too attached to this storyline, at least not for another three seasons in some context. But it just, yeah, I don't know. It just, it's one of these ones that I, you just forget is even a thing. Yeah, I guess so. It's, um, it is one of those things that kind of gets lost in the shuffle, but I think it just kind of adds a whole lot to this. You know, kind of nothing's left out, and all these main characters have something. And I think if you hadn't had this little story with Liz, then um, you know, it kind of propels Liz into being, I don't know what their plans were long-term for Liz, um, but whether she was just a supporting character. And I think 
kind of this it shows that she's got the ability to hold hold it as a main character and obviously she does become a real central character as we go forwards um so yeah it's um from that perspective i think it's worthwhile because it kind of starts to build her up as more of a central character um yeah, yeah but uh, you know we're gonna we're gonna talk about that more in the next couple of episodes anyway so yeah we, we then we kind of move into the scene where um sean and julia are out for dinner and bobby comes in and starts um flashing everybody to show, you know show show what bad work he's done um yeah it's it's a pretty intense little episode a little scene really at the end of this episode and that, that to me is a scene why she's one of the 25 greatest actresses in hollywood i mean nobody else can flash their stomach the way that she does in that scene but i mean all jokes aside it is a pretty you know de- decent scene i mean it's kind of it's interesting like how does she find him does she say like i stalked you or something along those lines but um yeah, I mean, it's kind of like, oh, I'm at dinner, here we go, flash everybody. Uh, I mean, it's, it's, Julia doesn't seem to react too much. Is this something that happens often, <laughs> like when the McNamara's yeah, come out yeah. for dinner? Oh, God, he's one of his other disgruntled patients, here we go again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's probably worrying about, oh, that's right, I left Annie at home because <laughs> I forgot she was. Where's Annie, exactly? Julie's going to go out and have her, like, a ginger chicken or whatever type of chicken she's having that night because that's all she eats. You know, Matt's <laughs> off jerking off in front of Ava's house. And meanwhile, Annie's, like, probably gone through 18 friskies that night. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, poor old Annie. Um, I'm sure she's been well looked after by somebody. Um, but, yeah, so we get this whole thing. And then, obviously, she gets thrown out. Um, yeah, Julia's response is pretty muted. She's kind of just like pats him on the shoulder and is like, "Are you okay?" <laughs> like that's about it, really. Like it's it's just so there's like nothing there, really. Eh? Um, but yeah, and then we kind of come out of that. That's obviously something that's going to be followed up on on the next part. But uh, then the, the kind of kicker of this episode is is the end of it, really. Where Matt and Ava, you know, the whole thing they're having dinner and and. And Matt's just like, this is bullshit. When am I going to get my reward? Basically, it's kind of like she's a hooker. It's, you know, like it is. It's yeah. It's uh, it's a strange way of kind of playing it off. But then she's like, yep, okay, well, let's do it. And that's it, really. Yeah, like it's kind of just like go behind the, you know, go behind the the, the curtain type of thing. Um, and and then you know, the the final bit of it is that you know the next morning he's kind of like having cornflakes or something on the table, and and out comes Adrian with no clothes on. So Adrian is um is uh, Ava's son, which is the, the first appearance of him. And that's kind of where the episode ends. It kind of ends quite abruptly, really. Yeah, I mean, it's it's interesting kind of like how he gets so impatient, like, I want my dessert. And what's she like, eat your vegetables? Um, <laughs> yeah. It's like, well, well, I guess it's that whole thing. They're really, they're, you know, playing on the fact that he is this, this, you know, there's this big age gap between them. Yeah, yeah, true. I mean, again, where's Annie? Annie's clearly at home, just whatever. But, um, yeah, I, I like how it ends because it's like, oh, you know, plot twist, they really are sleeping together. But, like, the one thing that kind of, like, I, I guess I get they're going for this big reveal at the end. You know, here comes naked guy walking out. You know, we get a nice shot of his ass. And, I mean, you know, Adrian, you know, obviously becomes a, a integral part of this. And he, I think, develops more into this character. And, you know, for what he does, he's, you know, important to the storyline. But why is this a big plot twist? Why is it a big, like, oh, no, she has a son. It's like, So? Like, I mean, am I the only one thinking, like, why do they make this so dramatic? So what? She's got a son. I think it's probably the fact that he turns up naked. That's You know, if it was just, like, this regular guy that turns up and sits next to him on the couch, that's one thing. But the fact that, you know... And I guess that he's the same age as Matt is the other thing, too. You know, True. you're kind of... Um, yeah, you're kind of playing up that whole thing. 
Um, and it's just, it's quite creepy. You know, she does the whole thing. Like, don't be late for school. And uh, he's sitting having cornflakes. And then suddenly this guy who's the same age as him turns up naked. I guess it's just, it's the shock value, I suppose. And, and but how yeah, you're right. Has he not been like, seen already? Like, I mean, does, like, how many times has he been to her house? And what does he, is he just masturbating outside too? To, like, I mean, like, what, probably. what is he doing? Why does he just show up at the most convenient time? Like, I don't know. Like, yeah, that's just, I get it. Plot twist. Always naked son. But, um, I mean, I just walk around naked. I mean, who doesn't? I'm naked right now. I mean, clearly. I mean, thinking about uh, Famke Jansen. And eating some cornflakes. Yeah. Well, of course. I mean, why wouldn't you? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 So, I mean, it's, um, I, I guess that Adrian's going to be quite a key, key component of this thing. Um, going forwards, I mean, not a, I wouldn't say a major character, but I think quite a, a bit of a catalyst for what happens in the second half of the season. So, yeah, I mean, definitely somebody that you, um, you're definitely going to want to keep an eye on. But, yeah, it is a kind of a weird introduction, really, isn't it? Yeah, for sure. I mean, it's, you know, and I think the the actor who plays him, which, uh, I mean, I can tell you who it is in a second if I actually look. I mean, he's a good, he's a good actor, how he kind of he plays off this character of Adrian... Uh, throughout what we're going to see. Uh, Seth Gable is his name. There you go. Um, but, yeah, just kind of just get used to the whole creep factor because he is a little bit creepy, Adrian, along the way. Yeah, totally. And I think that they cast somebody who's really good. You know, like, I think he comes across with that real kind of creepy vibe. Um, so they do a good job of, of getting somebody that I think really works um, in this role. Um, and, yeah, he, you know, just looking at his IMDb page, he's a pretty... Um, prolific actor in tv shows as well by the looks of it you know that he's kind of um, in and out of a lot of different different shows um so yeah but i think he, he's got the right look i think um kind of works out quite well for for the character so yeah it, it does all kind of work really well i think for sure and he was uh also in dirty sexy money it seems as i'm just looking here so i mean it was um this episode is filled with dirty sexy money stars there you go folks that's not a um a Ryan Murphy show, is it? No, I, I, it's not one I'm familiar. No, not a. I it was, it was popular for like it was one of these ones that I think started off really popular and then it kind of just faded. I had Donald Sutherland in it, um, but uh, yeah, I, I kind of paid attention to it at the beginning, but then just kind of faded away. So uh, right, uh, I couldn't tell you too much about it. Although looking here um, at the character names, where I just had it on my screen here. Uh, so, so Seth, uh, what's his name? Seth Gable in Dirty Sexy Money played um, Jeremy Darling, and then Jill Clayberg played Letitia Tish Darling. So I'm guessing that Bobby oh, really? Broderick and Ad- Adrian Moore were somehow related in Dirty Sexy Money. All right. <laughs> All right. Well, there you go. Yeah. All our Dirty Maybe Sexy Money good. fans right. out there, uh, let us know. <laughs> were they husband and wife, yeah. grandma and grandson, uh, brother and sister? A lot of eight yeah. cat there, but I don't know. The good thing about that one is if we ever decide to review that one, it's only 23 episodes, so yeah. we won't take four years to do it. Dirty Sexy Money Oz, coming soon to the Oz Network. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Dirty Sexy Money Oz, it gets less valuable every year, doesn't it? Yeah. <laughs> I think so. <laughs> yeah. Um, anyway, we can probably wrap this one up. So um, I'll let I'll let you give us a rating for this one first. Are you going to buy it, rent it, or bin it? I think I think I know where you're oh, going with this one. But it's, could... it's buyit.com.au. Uh, it's it's not even a question of that one. And I think not only just for the the entertainment factor and just how good the scenes are and Ava and all that sort of stuff. I think kind of you sold it perfectly at the beginning of this episode about how integral this is to this season. And you would argue for a lot of the future of this show. I mean, it sets up 
you know, the groundwork, which we'll get more so in the next episode for, for the Carver, which is obviously season three, uh, you know, Matt's story arc with Ava and then how that develops him as a character. Um, and, you know, Liz and Christian, you could argue, just kind of setting them up in, in their, you know, partnership and everything in their, their relationship. And, uh, you know, the weirdness of the Pussy Lips story arc that comes back in season five in a, in a weird way. Uh, you're going to remember, as soon as that episode comes along in season five, you're going to remember what I'm talking about. You're like, oh, right, I get what you mean now. Um, but, yeah, de- buy it for sure. This is this is a definite, definite buy. One of the, the top 50 episodes, maybe even top 30, top 20 episodes in the history of this show. Yeah, and I think I'm right there with you. I'm going to buy it as well. And I think probably that what the real clincher for me is, is that I think this is a really important episode for Matt because I think this is this is the beginning of the kind of downward spiral for Matt. You know, I think this is where it all kind of goes off the rails for him. Up until now, he's this kind of, you know, he's this kind of awkward kid who gets into bad situations, but he's generally just a, you know, a high school kid who, you know, um, finds his way into um, a, a bad moment or two, but this really kind of takes him off the rails. You know, suddenly he started, you know, he's having he's having sex with this woman who's, you know, old enough to be his mother. Um, you know, she's got a, a naked son who's wandering around the house. Um, and, you know, like from here on out, things are only going to get worse for Matt. And this just feels like that real kind of turning point where he kind of goes from one character into another at this point. Yeah. Um, so I think, it's, I think it's really important that you watch this episode. I think besides everything else that is really fun about it, I think it's really important that you watch this one because it tells you so much about Matt as a character. Um, and, you know, he's one of the the four kind of three or four main characters on this thing you need to kind of watch this to see where he goes and yeah it obviously does set up a whole bunch of other stuff as well so it's a really important one to watch i think so it's definitely a buy for me and you know besides everything else it is it's one of those ones where there's so much going on that it is just really fun to watch you kind of it just moves quite quickly so it's a, it's a fun one to watch you don't get bored that's for sure completely agree and just kind of quickly just looking at our history of our buy it rent it bin it's on nip tuck and uh, we've yet to bin an episode of nip tuck we are now what a season and a bit in to uh the history of this show um and yeah still, oh, we, still we, we, to bin we, one. we definitely will <laughs> season six <laughs> i think no just belongs in the track no it's not that bad but uh no there will be definite bin episodes of course there will be but uh yeah, we're, we've done all right so far. Uh, and I, I'm looking here, I've bought a lot more than you have. So your your uh, video rental card's been used a lot more than mine, but uh, my, my wallet's a little bit emptier than yours. So there you go. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, you know, if you're not a, a regular listener to the um, Survivor New Zealand series, I'm not going to start doing a Paris where I'm going <laughs> to rent it. But, or what is it? Rent it but never watch it. Yeah, I'm going to rent it never watch uh, it. That makes sense. Uh, <laughs> I think he's trying to slide in a fourth category there. It's definitely a three a three pronged category. You can't try and steal another one. It's just not how it works. Yeah, we're gonna have right, you know, buy it, rent it, bin it, steal it, uh, borrow it from a friend, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. download illegally, uh, <laughs> download legally. Yeah. Yeah, download the porn parody. Yeah. Uh, yeah, goes on and on. Fan fiction version. <laughs> write our own fan fiction. <laughs> Rent the actors uh, to perform it as a stage play. <laughs> yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Watch, watch it at home. Uh, you know, recreate it at home in your spare time. <laughs> yeah, it just goes on and on, really. But no, I think we've got to stick to the three. Otherwise, it's the one hundred rating system of the Oz Network coming soon. Yeah. 
Yes, it all makes perfect sense. There's uh, there's nothing that's gonna that's gonna be lost on that one. Um, but no, I mean it's um, we we're kind of chugging away through this this second season. Um, actually, actually, and, just quickly, uh, sorry, you know, I just of the best category. It is masturbate outside Ava's house while watching it. There you go. That's my that's my category for this episode. That's your category for every episode, though. I think so. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, you, you're doing that anyway, regardless of what else you're yeah, doing. Exactly. <laughs> 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 yeah, but um, and yeah, so looking forward to getting to the next one, which is Naomi Gaines, and, and oh. looking forward to that, that. That really starts the whole Carver thing off. So, um, yeah, really looking forward to that. There's also some other fun stuff there with the um, with the reporter and, and all that kind of thing. So, yeah, that'll be a fun one to get get our teeth into as well. Yeah, I mean, this is really for basically the next season and a half. This really sets up, and I, I would probably argue that. The peak of Nip Tuck in terms of its popularity came around the Carver. I think that got a lot of publicity for this show when that storyline started because, I mean, that was very, very popular storyline. And when it all eventually, you know, came to the peak of the reveal, I believe it might still be, out of all the episodes of Nip Tuck, the highest rated episode. Uh, and again, I know we're jumping ahead here, but I mean, just it's this starts off this, this Carver storyline. Um, so if perhaps you're joining us and you've watched Nip Tuck over the years and bits and bobs and you're kind of coming back into it, I'm sure you're familiar with the Carver storyline. So, uh, yeah, it's, it's definitely a, a, a very, you know, a, a decent episode for us to kind of talk and really set this up. Uh, moving forward. And, and I will say again, Ryan Murphy fans, fans of the show popular, uh, Leslie Bibb, who of course has, I believe has gone on to a lot more things now, obviously since this, but, uh, she's the, the title character of Naomi Gaines and, uh, she was Brooke McQueen in popular. So I'll talk a lot about her in the next episode, of course, no doubt. And I think she was in a lot of the Marvel movies from memory too. But, uh, anyway, we're, we're jumping ahead of ourselves. Yes. And, uh, we, yeah, we, uh, Definitely looking forward to, to talking about that one, and I think probably what happens over the next the next few episodes just really shows the um, the kind of increased um, kind of ambition that I guess the show's had that it's been pretty low level, um, really building up these good relationships between everybody, and you know what happens next is that it um, it, you know, it starts to turn into um, you know a, a bigger crime story, and yeah, so I mean you can definitely see the um, the the rise in ambition here. So yeah, it's going to be fun to track that as well. I'm looking forward to that. Um, it's uh, it's mostly good stuff, but there's definitely some stuff I'm going to be uh, nitpicking along the way too. So um, definitely we'll be doing that. So yeah, but no, it's been really good. Um, we will talk about that next time, and uh, yeah, uh, I hope you have enjoyed our coverage so far. Um, so that's the end for episode six. Um, I'm Nick, and um, you need to get your grades up, asshole, not your dick. And just quickly, Nick, before we wrap up, can you tell me what episode number this was again? Sorry. <laughs> no, there'll be no Kiwi jokes here. I think we've done enough of them, haven't we? All right, sure. Just thought I'd test it. Uh, <laughs> my, na- my name is Ben, and you can take your condescending AMA voice and shove it up your pinch little ass. Thank you for listening to the Oz Network. Don't forget to subscribe to get new episodes delivered to your speakers every week. For more information, hit us up at theoznetwork.net.